Gunslinger presenting Ubaldi Reports. Hey everybody, this is John at Ubaldi Reports, the one podcast that provides fact, not fiction, on issues impacting America, whether globally or domestically. And there's a lot going on, but before we get started, I want to introduce the Ubaldi kind of roundtable. But before we get started, we're just going to hit a little bit before we talk about a White House divided, and that's to give a a little brief analysis, first couple minutes of... The, um, the election last night in Virginia, uh, Mississippi, Kentucky, and Ohio. And one of the big prevailing themes was abortion. Rep- the Democrats pound them away at that, and Republicans still seem can't seem to get a grip on the abortion issue. And I think the problem is they need to take the cue from Nikki Haley in the first debate when you had Mike Pence state that he wants to do a national abortion ban, and she correctly stated you do not have the votes the country is not behind a national abortion ban now anything over 15 weeks or close to the time of birth is doable but don't make it the centermost piece of your campaign and donald trump whatever you think of him he spends most of his time campaigning and abortion's not his top priority. He's addressing the issues that are impacting America. No, he's going to face like mostly uh, maybe go with the economy, how your how's your No, exactly. That's what doing. I'm saying. This is what people are facing. I was on a radio show today and you know, okay, if I, you put on Fox, I've never heard any of the Republican leaders in the House or the Senate or any of the candidates talk about education, not talk about what is it what are most Americans fearing? Can you pay your rent? Can you pay your mortgage? Or you, you go to the grocery store, gas, inflation. These are the tangible issues they should be focusing on crime. And Republicans just aren't doing it. So, but moving on, we have a house, I mean, a, a White House divided. The whole situation in the Middle East between Hamas and the Israelis with Israel going into the Gaza Strip. The White House has been firmly behind Israel, but in recent weeks, he's been talking about, or at least days, he's been talking about a humanitarian ceasefire for a couple of days to placate, it seems, his left flank. This is the progressive left who want him to stop aiding Israel, stop all financing of Israel, especially their military financing. But also, if he placates that progressive left, he alienates his um, Democratic Jewish voters who predominantly vote Democratic. So is he kind of like stuck in the like he's pretty much stuck in the middle where he can't really appease the people that he's wanting to appease? He's going to lose. He's going to lose somebody. So what's the lesser of two evils? Like what's if you being being in the Biden administration, what would you think is a better give up in order to maybe proceed? It's not a better give up. It's the problem with this president. When he was a senator, he waffled and swung where the winds went. Like an example, he voted against the first Gulf War because most Democrats didn't support it. He went and voted for the, for the war in Iraq and Afghanistan because that's where the political winds go. Leadership is leadership. You have to do the right thing knowing everybody else thinks it's the wrong thing because you have all the information. You, have, you know what's going on. <laughs> and this president just doesn't do that and you're trying to play both sides you're trying to get a middle ground and there sometimes there is no middle ground you have to make the choices you have to make those decisions and this president is just not leading like over on the weekend you had a deputy national security advisor talk about 
you know, you kind of was dancing around not to alienate either side. And you, once you do that, you alienate both sides. You're the president, as Harry Truman once said, the buck stops with you. And you got to make those decisions. It's just like Barack Obama when he was president. He was waffling and swinging, depends where the winds go. And that's where you make mistakes. Leaders don't, don't let the winds tell them what to do. They make the decisions and they go from there. So my question it becomes, you know, we have so many um, pro-Palestinian, pro-Israeli. You know, this is the United States of America. When do we start making decisions for Americans and, and our views and not cater to both, one or both sides? The problem is people need to understand something. They need to understand why we're there and why, how that impacts us. It's just like you always talk about the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. and, but the problem is the president has never explained it. After this conflict with Hamas and Israel broke open after October 7th, the president gave a speech, I think it was like two weeks ago, this coming Thursday, and he spent more time talking about Ukraine. That speech should have been given a year and a half ago. Or it definitely should have been given in February. The president doesn't – you can't ask him questions. If he does a press conference, like this last press conference was with the Australian prime minister about two, two, three weeks ago. and But you can – only four questions were asked for pre-prescribed reporters. That's not a press conference. And the problem with this president, you don't ask him questions. So that means – Individuals who have questions like you do are not being asked or not being addressed. The president needs to set firm reasons why we're there. And the conflict in Israel and Hamas has directly going to impact this uni the United States if it, if it spreads to Hezbollah and Lebanon or into Iranian proxies or if Iran gets together because the price of oil. Once oil goes up, since we're not as producing as much oil as we once did, now, we had a, a caller on here, I think, uh, two weeks ago, talk about we are producing uh, more energy than we ever did. Oh, you mean the guy that required a measurement of called a jillywatt? Yeah, but <laughs> when I did my research on that, a lot of this takes time. Because when President Obama was president, he canceled a lot of the leases. President uh, uh, Trump brought him back. So once you get a lease and you start producing stuff, it takes time to get all the other infrastructure in place. And now I'm finding out that we're going to be importing more energy than exporting because our refineries, the way they refine certain crude, they're only refining one aspect of it. So we're going to face some higher prices. I just looked at the um, gas station where I live. I mean, this is not vindictive of all gas stations, but it went down to 2.95 a gallon over the weekend, and then the very next day it jumped to 3.25. So you're starting to see this this fluctuation, and this is going to cause problems for our economy. And what happens if there's a? It expands to a regional conflict with war in Lebanon, Syria. I just found out before I came on this podcast that American forces bombed bomb Syria because they've been attacking U.S. forces throughout the region. So this could potentially impact inflation. It could impact interest rates, and it definitely could impact energy prices because everything trades on a global market. So, John, um, going back to kind of like uh, President Biden's kind of like his, his plight, you know, when, you know, he's got two people, two uh, areas he needs to kind of appease 
and he's kind of coming to like a stalemate. How does this look maybe further along the horizon when it comes to like election and how he overall handling like foreign affairs? He, he doesn't have really any any room to – he doesn't have a leg to stand on when it comes to certain things like that, well, right? Going by the first quite part of the questions, like for Arab Americans voted, I think, like 79% for Joe Biden. His um, poll numbers created under that. I think there are only 11% of Arabic Americans support Joe Biden now. Then you look at, they haven't showed the polls yet of Jewish voters, but like African Americans. Like when they had the poll came out uh, for the New York Times that showed out of the five battleground states minus um, Wisconsin, Donald Trump is leading in every state except Wisconsin. He's behind by two. Mm -hmm. But if you dig further in the numbers, they looked at the different ethnic minorities and African Americans support Trump by 22%. Now, that may be. What's the difference between that and then the 2018? Well, or the the 2020. But if you look at 22% of African Americans support Donald Trump, he got 8% in 2020. So 22% is a huge number because they predominantly vote Democratic and they're concentrated in a lot of the urban core. So if he doesn't get that that number and they drop substantially, even under um, all Democrats, he was up about 86% favorability among Democrats. He cratered within a month about 18 to 20 points. So, so, but with the polls, they were wrong during 2020. We were thought we would have another Trump presidency come 2020. And is it kind of like, you know, mimicking or kind of going We'll have back? to see until 2024 because polls are notoriously wrong, but they've been really wrong lately because I don't think they're asking the right questions and I don't think they're asking the right areas. And then you got the pollsters not knowing the electric that they're, that they're asking these questions. If you just lived in the bubble of Washington, DC and New York, and you don't get out. Like I was talking to a friend of mine on the, on the the phone and he's a big Republican and he follows all these trends. And I was on my radio show. One of the complaints I had is for Republicans, all their professional um, political consultants, they're making money they're making money, but they're also um, um, they're not getting out. They don't shop at Target or Walmart or any of these other places, so they don't get to see the the needs of of the people. We're gonna cut it for a minute. <clears throat> Why? We're gonna pull it up. No, you can keep on. You can. Keep we can going keep going. With the going. We're just gonna. Camera's just gonna be off for a second. <clears throat> wow, we got one thousand nine hundred seventy-two. Yeah, but we're not. We're not coming. You're not coming through. That's why we're trying. Yeah, to we're having a bunch of issues on the viewers. Oh, did someone complain? No. No. Oh. We weren't getting more than one or two viewers at a time. Oh wow. Shadow so. ban. Yeah. What does that mean? They block you? Yeah. The the the. They uh, don't ban you from making or uploading content. They just ban that content from being seen. So they don't. They don't like what you have to say. Welcome to America. It's what they do when they don't land like of the free. Saying, but you're not violating their terms of service. Well, that's what they did to a video I did last week. Mm-hmm. They played the video, but they shut down the voice. Yeah. Well, they they don't want you to. You have your First Amendment right. Yeah. Supposedly. Okay, well, you have the right to speak. You just don't have the right to be heard. <laughs> Never mind. Apparently. 
try to go back on that one again then <laughs> because I try to get it over here. Well, let's just do and the I'll, podcast <coughs> and just at least we can. No, post. We, could, we could try to bring it up either that or go to Instagram or something. I don't know. <coughs> I think everybody's really enjoying this behind the scenes look at you know the Ubaldi reports. <laughs> so then I'll get I'll put Ubaldi reports on this phone just in case. I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah, we're still alive. All right, and let's continue in about. Well, John, you ready to go? Give it a few minutes. Okay, hold on. Okay, I guess we're back now. Just means you're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> well, we didn't get a notification. We didn't not get a notification for the past like two or three TikToks lives that we went, and then all of a sudden they're just like. They see the title like White House Divider. They're like, no, 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 we're not doing this. It's <laughs> just sad. Now, um, what's going on with Black Lives Matter? Because they kind of changed their tune, and it's like Black Muslim or Black Palestinians matter or something <laughs> like that. What are they doing with that? Well, they they've been all over the place. But the big problem is a lot. The the whole element of Black Lives Matter. If you look at their their credo, was a very Marxist organization. They mm -hmm. do not like Israel. But they, they're, they're, when they did this, they're um, pushing this thing about Samaritan Hamas and the Palestinians. No one regrets. I mean, everybody regrets what's happening to the Palestinians themselves. Yeah. They don't like what, ta what happened with Hamas did. I mean, just the, the horrific killings of innocent individuals. I mean, you could say, well, the, the, the Israelis are doing the same thing. This is Hamas putting the civilians as cannon fodder. But like Anthony Blinken, when he said on um, in the Senate, I think it was a Senate hearing last week, they went into a home. I gouged out the eyes of a, a father in front of his family, mm -hmm. cut off the breasts of a woman, cut the foot off a little girl, cut the fingers off a boy, a little boy, killed them, ate their food in their home, and then set the place on fire. Now you're going to talk to, and you got to remember that right now they got 240 hostages under those tunnels. Some are infants. Yeah. I think the youngest one is nine months old. What kind of conditions are they live? No one talks about that. So these the, Hamas is like a bunch of animals. Yeah. And we need to realize this is who you're. De we dealt with this in Iraq. Well, it, but it seems like the American public have a really hard time just. Distinguishing Hamas versus Palestine, and like we're not saying we're pro, but we're not anti-Palestine because or Palestinian. But if you're Hamas, you're probably falling under the Palestinian kind of. Well, you have no person. choice. When Hamas got established as a 1987, they took over the the Gaza Strip in 2005, into 2006 because the P the Palestinian the Palestinian Authority under Mahabu Abbas who was relegated now to the West Bank, has been woefully corrupt, um, massively corrupt. And once they had the elections, there was no previous elections after that. Mm -hmm. And even in Mahmoud Abbas, there's no elections. in the. He's been running that for decades, and there's no, no elections. So you blame Israel, but this is how many billions of dollars they got over the decades went into the Palestinians, and what do they do with it? I was talking with someone today, and we were talking about the Gaza Strip. Look where the Gaza Strip is located. It's right next to Jerusalem, the, one of the holiest 
cities in the world for three religions, Judaism, Catholicism, and Islam. You're on the, the Mediterranean Sea. What if you turn that place into a resort community? How many jobs could you create? How many people would go visit that area if it was a viable resort destination? Mm-hmm. But what do you turn it into? You give this billions, instead of helping your people, you use it to funnel terrorism against Israel. So it's- I want to bring up something that's near and dear to at least three of our hearts here. Uh, Cody, you're welcome for our service. But <laughs> Marine Corps birthday is coming up. Oh, yeah, Friday. <laughs> Friday. And the one thing that they've done that they rarely do, they canceled the Marine Corps ball. Like, when we're talking. What, this year? This year. Mm-hmm. You Ooh. did not hear about this? No. How, how, how did how you, you not wrong hear with about you? this? When did, you, when did that come out? That came Two out like a ago. week ago. Yeah. Who said that? Uh, the the the, uh, the commandant. I think the commandant wow. had a heart attack. Commandant had. Oh, a heart. I knew the. Uh, I knew General Smith. I didn't know he had. I knew he was a medical incident. But he had then, a heart attack. But he had a heart all attack. this stuff is going on, and they don't cancel Marine Corps balls very lightly. I mean, because I Marines like that. Marines love like two things. Marines love war, and, and, and they love Marine Corps balls. Well, so I served the with them. Um, I served with. Uh, General Smith, when he yeah. was a lieutenant colonel in Iraq, mm-hmm. he was with the battalion commander, first battalion, fifth Marine. Yeah. So I served with him. I did a lot of stuff with him. He's a good man. I didn't know he had. I knew he was in the hospital. Yeah. yeah I just no, never yeah. followed up and see. They, they, I got to look at the early bird there, then. You have to look at the official announcement that came out of the commandant's office because there were several things cited on Wait there. a minute. Why didn't you guys say something then? You're, you're the, the journalist. You're an E9. You are an E9. A, a week? <laughs> How? How does an E5 and an E3 know more than an E9? You're a master master gunnery sergeant. Yeah. You're a master gunnery sergeant. You were like the top of all top. Don't even go there. No, no, no. The only highest person is a sergeant major of the Marine Corps, John. You should know this. You go to sleep in a whoopee every morning. This is why we get up at three in the morning I know, because man. they have no clue what's going on, and then we got to hurry up and wait and stand by to do something to at nine your in the ass morning. Kicked by a <laughs> sergeant and a lance corporal here in a minute. <laughs> hey, be up at three a.m. for no reason because Sergeant Major doesn't even know what's we going get on. Shadow banned on TikTok, and no the, the master guns doesn't know when. Okay, the, so there's no Marine Corps. God, it's like a lieutenant around here. And he's like, and he's, yeah, he's like, why didn't you tell me? What? <laughs> what? Do you have your compass on you? And do you have your map? Uh, oh man! Oh. <laughs> God, I gotta love this guy. <laughs> okay, so hey, water's wet. You know that, John? Water's wet. <laughs> when it's when it rains, it gets wet. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, okay, now that we're back past that, you know. <laughs> okay, so we're past that. <laughs> so question? No. But then I'm just I'm just kind of commenting. Like I'm just trying to. When has the last time a Marine Corps ball has been canceled, only, and under what circumstance? The last time it was canceled was canceled for a couple of years. That was a couple um, of years. Well, you got to remember it was canceled in 2020, canceled okay, in okay, 2021 okay. for COVID. All right. Um, so plague, plague. That's some um, woke BS over there, though. When I was in Afghanistan in 2002, we held a Marine Corps ball. Yeah. Um, I I would have to go back to. Probably World War II. They might have had some balls, but I'm not sure what it was doing because they were in the heart of the war. Mm-hmm. 
So they might have. They did still did birthday celebrations. I just don't know what degree and what level. That so they did World that. War. <laughs> yeah, World War canceled the yeah, so, Marine Corps ball, yeah. and then here we are. Like, here we are yeah. canceling. Hey guys, for whatever. You know, no, if, if y'all no, start getting no steak Marine and Corps lobster, <laughs> there's no Marine Corps ball. The commandant had a heart attack and disturbance to steak and lobster on <laughs> on the Ford. On, <laughs> but now the one thing, okay, with the commandant not having a, having a heart attack, the assistant commandant would probably was given probably authority to act in behalf of the commandant. Yeah, I think the the last time. I would think a commandant that I would think so died in office. Not hopefully General Smith doesn't pass away. Yeah, but I think the last time a commandant died in in office would have to go back. The one I can think right off the bat was Archibald Henderson, the Grand Old Man of the Marine Corps. He died in like 1861, or something like that. That's the only one I can think. There were several cited reasons, though. There was there was more than just the the commandant's health. There was also the situation room as well. Mm-hmm. So well, there they was definitely more than just. Well, they wouldn't have canceled it because of what's going on in the Middle East. Why they, not? I mean, there, there's no there, because there's an obvious reason. Well, they did Marine Corps balls when we were. We were getting ready to go into yeah, Iraq. When we were on ship, there was a Marine Corps ball. When they, we were in over, no, but when I mean, we were over in Iraq. When they were a, getting ready to ship the Marines over to Iraq in December, I mean, December of 2002, when the MEF went over and they were gearing up for the war, in November, they still had a Marine Corps ball because General Zini spoke at the 1st Marine Expeditionary Force ball. So they still held balls. Reserve units still can hold balls. Mm-hmm. But if they made it, there had to have been a deeper reason beyond just that. And maybe because he couldn't do so. I don't know. I would have to see what was the reason. It can't just be for the health of the commandant. Mm-hmm. There had to have been a little bit more bigger reasons to cancel balls throughout the Marine Corps. Well, because I think there's about to be three skirmishes kicking off. One in you know China, Taiwan, Russia, Ukraine. But still. We, and Hama- like Hamas Russia, versus Israel. Russia, Ukraine is really starting to dwindle. The, the, but the but, you're, talking, but you're talking these regional wars haven't brought in. The United States yet we got more forces in the Middle East than we have. We have forces, you know, assisting the Ukrainians with their training and everything like that. And the same thing in, in the Pacific region, but we don't have massive boots on the ground like we even in the wars in um, Iraq and Afghanistan at their height. We still had Marine Corps balls because mm-hmm. I went to them. So it's just I, I would have to de- I'll have to double check and get back with everybody next Wednesday next yeah, Thursday because we're not going to do it Wednesday because Joe's got a family commitment. Oh, thanks. Yeah, put that out there. Yeah, I'll put that. It's on you, buddy. <laughs> it's on you. Yeah. But also, like, I, I I enjoy the Marine Corps birthday, or you know, it's our birthday. I get more birthdays on Marine Corps birthday than oh, I do in my actual Facebook on my birthday. I don't have people who even remember my. I get more twenty billion people. Hey, happy birthday! Then they get the next thing that says, "If you think this was bad enough." Wait till it becomes Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. And then everybody says, oh, happy Veterans Day. But when it comes to my own birthday, it's like, what? When? What? Yeah. Didn't you have a birthday? <laughs> no, no, no. Birthday's coming up. Coming up. Month. We'll be on the Wednesday on our TikTok, or on our podcast. Ray's turned 30 on his birthday. <laughs> 30 years old. What a kid. I wish I was 30. Yep. Just a youngster. I'd be running through like it was nothing. Just a youngster (laughs) over here. I could still do that today. Still be in my, oh, man. You would be like, hey, time for you to get out of the Marine Corps for your injury. Like, nope, I'm going to stay. I'm going to kick it. Yeah, so. I'm going to hang out. I would be a. Lots going on. I would be a sergeant major right now. Or master gunnery sergeant. That didn't know 
that the Marine Corps birthday got canceled. <laughs> or you would be in the brig. So unaware. <laughs> Probably on my third divorce. I know that. Yeah, I, can see, I can see that. You'd be third divorce. That's a real E7 over no, that, there. Yeah. <laughs> you, would be give, you would be given up. That special marriage ribbon with all the, the all the stars. How many divorces you have? No, no, no. Yeah, like I think I'd be either, either on my third or He'd fourth. He'd have a valor on I'd be one. on my third or fourth marriage, and I would have uh, Lance Corporal as a side chick as a sergeant major. <laughs> oh, I think we can we can kind of conclude tonight. Really. Oh no, we still got six more minutes. Okay, <laughs> and maybe make up about three for the technical difficulties there you go so i i actually do have a question and it kind of goes back but kind of what i was getting at before about you know both sides kind of funding you know you have democrats who want to fund ukraine you have republicans who want to fund israel and we saw that kind of go back and forth and the senate nixed the republican house bill you know that's kind of where i was getting at where where does it turn to hey, like the United States is on fire. Like Maui needs to be rebuilt. However many processing centers need to be rebuilt. Our infrastructure looks like crap. You know, like when when does it become time that they go, oh, hey, we actually care. We, we actually have to serve the people who voted for us and not deal with problems that I believe that we shouldn't really be involved well, in. May I take this, John? Go for it. So, I mean, ideally, depending the way the, the economy is right now, in a way, we're we're in a recession, but we're not in a recession. Who was cre- who created that? Well, yeah. Well, okay. okay. Look, I'm I'm going to be honest. Trump had a little bit to do with it, but the majority of it was Biden. Putting more money into the states is just going to further our recession. But I didn't vote for an Israeli politician. No, you, I didn't no, vote for a Ukrainian you, you politician. Did, you, you didn't. I voted but, for an American politician. But I would probably agree with you where they should stop. Or not give aid. I mean, I, like, and I said, I don't even recall Israel saying, "Hey, give us some money." No, but then you have Zelensky. Remember, Zelensky who wants the, credit. Who yeah, wants he wants a loan a now. He wants, he wants the, he wants the like, American okay, credit card. But here's, yeah. the, but here's the point. Okay, here's the point. Everybody says, "Okay, here's the point." I've supported giving arms to the Ukrainians from the beginning. Yeah. The problem is, I don't support how Joe Biden did it. And the reason is two things. One, Joe Biden showed weakness from the day he took office. Remember when he campaigned in 2020. Uh, Vladimir Putin doesn't want to see me as president because I'm tougher on him. As soon as he became president, what did he do? He canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. He canceled the uh, Nord Stream 2. This is a pipeline that went around Ukraine to give natural gas to Europe. Mm -hmm. He also... Hacked into, had Russian elements hack into the U.S. energy grid. And he said, don't do this. You can hack here, but don't hack X, Y, Z. Yeah. Then the biggest debacle was, um, what do you call it? Um, The pullout of Afghanistan. The way it was precipitated, the way it was done was so chaotic. We left thousands of Americans behind. We left $7 billion in weapons. And then he showed weakness to the Chinese. So what did Vladimir Putin do? Oh, very weeks later, he's massing troops. And then he um, was wishy-washy. In January of 2022, he said, well, Putin, Russia, you can go into a little bit of territory, but don't go crazy. And he had to walk that back. Mm -hmm. So he gave utter weakness. And then when he started to arm the Ukrainians, he gave, we're not going to send jets. 
We're not going to send tanks. Now we're sending all these equipment. I so, honestly, I honestly believe that the, the what's going on the skirmishes, whether like if Taiwan, if China gets goes with Taiwan, I think they're just kind of softening the uh, in a sense softening the blow for America to come in in order to, well, like, we'll to see, take but, but over. But see the thing. But going back to what Ray is saying is, why don't we take care of America? Let's look at that. And I've said this dozens of times on this program. I've written about it for a number of years, and it goes nowhere. I posted an article on my TikTok, I mean, uh, my Instagram account. U.S. education is in free fall, and nobody gives a crap. Okay. We spend, think about it, we spend $800 billion on education. Half the country's kids can't read. 80% of minorities, black and Hispanics, can't read or do math to grade level. When we talk about infrastructure, we just spent trillions. Of, where does all the money go? Has anybody looked at where the money goes? So I want to bring up an example, but Ray, you got I something. Want, I want to go because John brought up an excellent point about how he supported putting weapons and bringing weapons and there was no accountability. Now I've seen the news even last night that U.S. representatives are, are talking to Ukraine about surrendering off land and, and creating peace um, treaties with Russia okay. because Russia has stopped the counteroffensive. They're back on the offensive. So my question remains, without accountability and without a plan, you've effectively let some of the best modern battle equipment go to waste. And we well, but the, su we supplied that, and now we're not getting answers. Okay, but here's and the question. Need and here's we need question. it. When Joe Biden spoke uh, two weeks ago in front of the nation about doing a plan for Ukraine, and he barely mentioned Israel. Okay, what was what is the strategy that we're trying to accomplish? Has anybody challenged the president? Has no. anybody? No. In, I mean, no. think about this. Joe Biden does a press conference. Four questions are answered by pre-prescribed. Mm -hmm. We saw the cheat sheet. When Donald Trump, whatever you say about Donald Trump, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with all the reporters. All these reporters, including John Carl of the Washington Post, I believe, and all these, these, these liberal and progressive reporters, they went toe-to-toe. -to -toe. We're getting our aunt. We're trying to hold them accountable. Where's the accountability on this president? They don't hold press conferences. Corinne Jean-Pierre is like clueless when she's up there. So where's the accountability? So when you come down, what's the strategy? I would like to know. Right. What are you trying to accomplish? Is if you're going to be there, there's the old adage, if you're going to take Vienna, take Vienna. If you're not going to do it right, then get the hell out. Mm -hmm. But then why do you support something without a strategy? But that's the point. I support because I see the broader strategic strategy. If you allow Russia to take over Ukraine... The, um, China's watching this. Seth Jones from the Center for Strategic or National Studies was over in Asia last month. The Asian countries are watching our, our, um, our commitment. They saw what happened in Vietnam when we, we pulled out in the embassy, pulled out of Vietnam in 75. They watched how we pulled out of Lebanon in 1983. They, or excuse me, 84. They saw what happened in, um, in Afghanistan. Are we going to be committed? Does our word mean anything? People may not support what's going on, but does anybody not support when a dictator or authoritative country can invade another country? Ukraine's not perfect. Zelensky is not perfect. But what, would you, what do we stand for then? We used to be able to do this. We used to be able to talk and chew gum at the same time. 
as America's word mean nothing? This all has ramifications. Not but this, now. But this president, early on, remember how many times he said the reason why inflation was high, the reason why gas prices is high, is because this is all Putin's gas price hike. What is he doing to fix the problem? He's not. All these things that you talk about here, our education is crap, but we spend $800 billion and they want more money. Our infrastructure is crap. Let's spend more money. Does anybody do an accountability on anything? And this includes Republicans. You want to spend more on defense. The, the, the Department of Defense is still a government agency. It's ripe with waste, fraud, and abuse. We misappropriate money. We spend billions on weapon systems that don't work. Look at the F-35. How many billions went into that thing? Mm -hmm. How many weapons were spent that's cost billions that don't work? We can't afford this. There's a gentleman I know who's in the Army. I'm in the, we were in the Marines. The Army and the Marines have about 90 to 95% of the same equipment, yeah. but they're on two different, they're on one logistical system, we're on another. Is it possible As that it, Ukraine has better equipment than the Marines right now? No, I, would, I doubt that. <laughs> But I mean, it's just <laughs> you got you got all of Europe's equipment up there too. Marines so, don't, but don't put it, that's that's false. Oh no no, I'm not putting it out there. I'm just it was a question being, nah, being I, that. But so I want to kind of go back to your, um, you know, Ray was wondering why all this money that we're giving over there isn't staying in the states, and it is. But also, you know, we as a country are we're, we're not giving foreign aid to say Palestine or, Hamas or, or Palestine, because we know that when they get it, Hamas comes in, they take the money. This is our money now. Well, exactly. We're get so is it the same thing over here? We're like, okay, Hey States, Hey, you know, you know, schools and stuff like that. We're going to give you this money where it should be for the classes, the classrooms, the teachers, the students and stuff like that. But then it's all the administration up, uh, the upper it's the upper whole... echelon of the administration taking all this money saying thank you it's going to the the, per, the person in, of the head of the DOT is getting you know a $50,000 pay raise because oh we got more money instead of putting it in the roads or putting it into the people no i agree with that's what happens we give money there's no accountability or there's less accountability. And that's just it. You said it right there, is that we need to have more accountability in the country, well, in the example. states. You guys complain. I mean, I'm not faulting what you're complaining about. Look what's going on in our government structure or just our individuals in government. The, the president of the Security and Exchange Commission, he's a public employee. He's worth $60 million. How is he worth that much? Look at Anthony Fauci. He for years worked in government. He's worth over he's worth millions. Take Joe Biden. He left office in 2000 was it 16. I think he was worth like say 600,000. Now he's worth millions. Hold on, that's obvious. We we got paper no, trail no, on but that. I mean, <laughs> with all joking aside. Yeah. Here's a guy that made this much money. Yeah. How did you go from this to this? I know. On, on a salary you, on of a, a public servant salary. Look at Nancy <laughs> Pelosi. Her f husband all of a sudden gets, when they find out within weeks, they're getting a contract with this government agency or that government agency. Yeah. So he buys stock, let's say, in Microsoft because in two weeks they're signing this big account with the Defense Department. And he, he makes millions. And they said, well, that was just a coincidence. 
well, why is it always a coincidence? Mm-hmm. But when somebody like Martha Stewart does something, you're screwing her, you're taking the screws to her. This is why people are upset. And maybe this is why people vote for Donald Trump. You may not like him. I think he's a bombastic narcissist. But he speaks what the American people are feeling. The government gets richer off them. Look at Barack Obama. He leaves off. He didn't go back to Chicago. He stays in Washington. And there's reports that he's, and this is from his own biographer, he's the, he's the puppet master behind Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And he has a big mansion up in Martha's Vineyard. His kids go to private school. The peasants' kids go to the crap schools of American public school system. Yeah. So, but that's their voters. But <laughs> this is the problem. America can do both. Yeah. We're the leader of the free. We just need to act like it and start doing it to make this world better and make our country better. So, John, you brought up a lot of things, and I think the people here listening to the podcast should also know. How can they go ahead and get a hold of us, John? You can go to get a hold of us going going to Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. That's Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. You can check us out on all our social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and definitely TikTok. And I apologize for the beginning of this podcast because we were shadow banned. Apparently, the people at TikTok did not like what we were saying. You could see me, but you couldn't hear our voices. So there's nothing I can do on that. That's why I'm a big proponent of free speech. Free speech is to protect all speech. And the most important is to, pr- to protect speech that you may not like and just challenging me on the facts. But shutting me down is not the way to, pr- to get information out there. So keep following me on TikTok. The goal is to do this every week, I mean, excuse me, every day. So we can, we can talk about a lot of key issues and tailor it down to a single issue. But there's a lot to talk about. So it might happen sooner than not, do you think? You never know. So keep following Ubaldi Reports. We'll do this every Wednesday, except for the next two weeks because of the holiday on Thanksgiving in two weeks. But also next Wednesday, Joe has got some family commitments. And as much as we may chide him on that, that's what a parent should do, is take care of his family first. And that's what Joe does every day with his wife and his, his three kids, is take care of his family. If we had more fathers like Joe, hmm. there would be less kids having problems today. Thanks, John. Uh, you can go ahead and you can get a hold of me, Cody Ray, at allamericangunslingers.com uh, soon. And then uh, we are in the process of le- we're cl- getting close to the uh, closing process of getting our lease for the gun range. And we're looking at about a, maybe like a two-month turnaround before opening the doors. It's kind of a passion of ours that we are looking forward to bringing to the Newport Ritchie area. So uh, just stand by for that. If you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us at allamericangunslingers at gmail.com. And you can follow us on all things social media, All American Gunslingers. So just keep an eye out for that. We're going to keep you updated. And we look forward to, um, you know, just going full force with the Second Amendment. So... Until then, see you guys later. Yep, till next Thursday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Till then, we'll talk to you then.